From RKO Radio Pictures comes an exciting new film triumph. A companion hit to Mr. Smith Goes to Washington or His Girl Friday, Out of the Past, co-starring a thrilling new pair of screen lovers, Devil May Care, Robert Mitchum, and ravishing Virginia Houston. Let's listen into one of their tender, idyllic love scenes. You see that cove over there? Well, I'd like to build a house right there. Marry you, live in it, and never go anywhere else. I wish you would. But with love comes temptation in the form of the irresistible Jane Greer, and inevitably, deceit. I didn't know you were so good. I'm taller than Napoleon. You're prettier, too. When I got there, it was too late. It's a mean river. Hmm. Guess I must have said something. You talked enough. Seems like everything people ought to know, they just don't want to hear. I guess that's the big trouble with the world. Either that or you're on the wrong side of the counter. Well, the last guy in the world. I hate surprises myself. You want to just shut the door and forget it? No, no, come on in. I like surprises. Uh, shout out to Will Bidgood. Mm. I had to borrow his trailer because I could not find an original uh, out of the past trailer. So cool. Will Bidgood and his thick southern accent doing the voiceover. Out of the past, come to a theater near you. Thanks, Will. Uh, y'all, y'all have just heard it if you're listening to <laughs> mm-hmm. Movie Humpers. This is Movie Humpers. I'm Bob Sham. I'm Angela. We, the weird sounds you hear are probably dogs. We, we've gotten into our Mitchums. Mm-hmm. We'll have to postpone Cape Fear for another time because it's about to get gay next month. Oh, yeah. Because next month, the theme, movies are gay. Mm-hmm. It almost seems a little too obvious. Like, I wanted to find a way to do something else. But the queer cinema is actually incredibly layered and rich, mm-hmm. especially in modern times. And the influences are interesting. So some old movies are going to be like, Ones they didn't maybe consider at the time, but you look back and you're like, well, that's kind of gay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Bro, that movie's gay, bro. <laughs> and uh, next month, um, just for one month only. Are you ready for this? Okay. I'm gay. Oh. Until July. I'm not okay. going to, maybe I'll be bi because I'm still going to like be with you and have sex with you. I mean, you. I'm bi, so you can be bi. Bi. <laughs> bi. <laughs> No, bye. You do this by yourself? I didn't know you were bi. You need to get the fuck. I'm kidding. <laughs> Movies are gay next month. I might mean, like at the end of this week, actually. We, Movies we are and everyone. Discuss. Yeah, we're all we're, we're all, all gay. gay. The ones that seem to hate it really hard. The most gay. <laughs> Yo, they may be. Everyone's a little bit gay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm, I'm not gay, but my dick is. Anyway, that's my... I think that'll be the dumbest thing I say on this okay. episode. All right. 
so we got we got some prime Robert Mitchum though. Okay, we'll get the Cape Fear later. Yeah, and I don't think Cape Fear it's not as regarded as well regarded. This is considered a classic, but mm-hmm. like this is like a classic that you know if you have a general respect for old movies, you still may not come across this. I had never seen this. It's a very specific to noir fandom mm. classic, and honestly. I thought this was a beautiful movie. It is. I think it was a real nice looking movie. I thought the cinematography was real sharp. And I'm sitting here watching this and I'm like, is it low budget? Let me, it doesn't, the Wikipedia page, which is never wrong, is, uh, <laughs> it doesn't, sometimes they show the budgets for movies, but there's not a lot of information on this one beyond, you know, the director Jacques Tournier. Yeah. Uh, he made a bunch of low budget monster movies that was kind of okay. what he was known for over at rko i never thought of this as low budget yeah was i kinda, didn't think there was anything about it that seemed it low didn't budget. feel low budget no. but it felt but was the budget low but everything just the technique it just felt like there was a lot of really good techniques here and yeah. some good acting and some good physicality mm-hmm. um we're talking about the story of a man named jeff bailey yes jeff who's the what's the toughest name you can come up with Jeff, and he's a former PI, and he's got a he's living in a little desert town in California. Yeah, he's running a gas station. Running a gas station. He's dating the girl next door. Yeah. Um. He There's, basically he has a kid that's deaf that works with him. Yes. And one day, some man comes into town looking for Jeff Bailey. Yeah. And it's such a small town that everybody knows everybody's business. Mm. I this is one of those instances too where like small characters make like a huge impact. The lady at the diner was only in that very first scene, and she was wonderful. Yeah, she was great. She has so much personality. She like really like stamp put her stamp on that. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like such an asshole, like a dude. Yeah. Because I was watching, that, I was like, her ass is amazing. God, I didn't even. She just had this bubbly ass. Huh. We should watch it again. You should okay. check it out. Since you're by, you might you might appreciate <laughs> I might, it. I appreciate her ass. Um, but yeah, but she was an older woman, you know. She was. Yeah, she was. but yeah, everyone has this. I mean, she was probably my age. I love right. The, I, like probably now. I mean, older right? woman then. Hollywood, a little older a than an older for, woman now. Hollywood forty is actually what they would show as like a sixty-five. Yeah. Right. Like if you're yeah. 40, you're a Hollywood 65. So she basically confirms that the guy this guy is looking for is Jeff Bailey. And so he goes and talks to the kid and the kid can read lips. Yeah. yeah. Which is very important to remember. Yeah. He- well, he gets in the car with his girl and they start he starts telling him it, it, it's interesting he meets with the man first. It's nothing solely revealed. Yeah, he does meet with the he man. He meets with the man, and the man is like, you need to go see this guy tomorrow morning first thing. This is the address. And then he's like, okay, I got to tell my girl what happened because I'm going to this meeting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you need to go see Kirk Douglas, my mob boss. I could not, for the life of me, remember that he was Kirk Douglas. He doesn't even look like... He's got the voice. He looks so different, though. Well, he's young. <laughs> I know, but you know... But he's Young got. Men you know how tend to still look like themselves when they're older. Well, I feel my, like he like totally changed. Well, Michael Douglas, he passed away some years ago. Yeah. Uh, but Michael Douglas sounds just like mm. him, like that tone, that lo- that light vocal fry. Yeah. That yeah, yeah, it's hard to do. I'm not an impressionist, but 
They say, he sounds just like his father. Yeah, this movie was so interesting to me because I don't know that I've ever seen a movie, maybe I have, but I can't think of one, that was told in this way where you're in present day and then truly, like, the first half of the movie is in the past. Yeah. It's a flashback that he's it's telling from story. out of the past. Out of the past. From out of, of all, the past. Of all places. And then the second half of the movie is what happens after he catches his girl up on this story. So he's catching his girl and also us it, up yeah. to what has happened in and the past. And it's so funny to think about when you're watching this because he's telling the story of him going to find this lady for this mob guy that's mm-hmm. Kirk Douglas mm-hmm. because she has taken off with 40 grand. Mm-hmm. He was a private eye then. He's retired now working at a gas station. Yeah. And so he finds her in Acapulco, tracks her down, and she's a dime, straight up piece, Jane oh, yeah. Jane Greer. And he's like, of course, like, what if you got like the 40 grand? Can you give it back? And she's like, I don't have the 40 grand, right? And uh, and she's, she's a great character. Um, and she's like, but I love you. And, and you actually get that they do love each other. Yeah. But it's so funny to imagine that he's talking about this wild love affair he had with this woman he hunted she's down. The woman he's currently the in woman, love with. And when it pans back to her, she's definitely like, oh, she is okay. But like, mad respect for her because truly, at the end of the story, she's like, "Do you still love her?" And he's like, "No, I love you." And she's like, "All right." Jeff Bailey is actually like this character, this Mitchum character. Mm-hmm. He's like the opposite of uh, the Night of the Hunter guy. In the oh, absolutely. He's a completely like honest to a fault kind of. He really of dude. is, and you. He actually, so what happened was he fell in love with this woman and they stayed in Acapulco as long as they could. He actually, for some fucking dumb reason, wires Kirk Douglas and is like, I'm in Acapulco, but I haven't found her yet. Yeah, yeah. And then Kirk Douglas just like shows up there on on his way to somewhere else and almost catches them together. He should be charging him for expenses because it's all expenses. So he would eventually. Oh, so saying I'm in this hotel. He would eventually figure out where he is. That's true. Um, so because he was, he was spending his money. He, he almost catches them on the day they're gonna run, but he doesn't catch them, and they run. They get yeah. on a boat and they go up to Northern California. Yeah, they go. They yeah they see San Francisco. They, yeah, that's right. They appear to go all over the country. It feels like, or at least the West. Well. That's in a minute. So they do go to San Francisco. They, they go through that very quickly. They go to San Francisco and they're together. And then they decide to separate because his old partner is tra- tailing them. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, okay, we, we were too, we were, we got a little too lax. Like we weren't careful enough. I have to now leave her. So he left her and he drove all around the country alone to try to lose the guy. And he lo- he does, he does manage he to lose him. the tail. But the dude found her and followed her. He followed her, and they had a rendezvous in the woods, and the dude found them and immediately, just immediately came in the room and was like, I gotcha. And then the guys start fist fighting. Which is awesome. A great like, scene. Excited. The way that they like film that and the the foley, the sound. Like yeah. it, it was actually a pretty awesome little fight scene. And she seemed to be like into it kind of. Oh yeah. But then all of a sudden but she bang. shoots the guy. She, she kills his partner. Jeff's old partner. And so then Jeff is like, oh, my God, my old friend is dead. And she fucking runs. She runs, yeah. She hightails it. Uh, and, and then. He finds her, like, a bank statement that she left. This is that, it's not even a bank statement. It is literally, like, like her, her checkbook. Book. Why in the fuck? The only entry is $40,000, you well, fucking that's dummy. The one, that's the one thing she did, and she ran out because she killed 
her lover's partner. Took her purse, left her bank book. She would later claim that she thought Fisher was going to kill him. But yes, she thought no. it was self-defense, I did but not, it wasn't. But it, she, I did not believe that. No, because she was like, he's never going to let us go. We have to kill him or he's going to, to chase us. They're always going to chase us. I mean, he would be, continue to be a pain in the ass, but, for sure. Okay, but... That's kind of the end of it. Then he goes away and he he gets his gas station and he meets this beautiful you, girl. You to his current girlfriend he being in like, love. Yeah, you still like her? And he's like, I'm fucking done with her. Like, okay. Then he goes the next morning to the meet. Yeah. And th- Kirk Douglas is like, you fucked off. Like he gave him like five thousand dollars to find her and he was gonna give him five thousand more when he found her. This is very her. interesting because yeah. the only person that Jeff really lies to mm-hmm. it, it, is like Kirk Douglas. He's very honest with everyone uh, else, but but Kirk Douglas understands that he's kind of like has jerked him around a bit, yeah. but he still appears to like him, but he still has a leverage on him. him. Yeah, he's fucking he's with fucking him. He's fucking with too. him cuz he's also like you owe me and so I need you to do and this then, job and, and then guess who comes in the fucking door? Her name is uh Kathy, played by Kathy. Jane Greer. Gorgeous. She's 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 stunning. Like you get it. You get why you're in a bad place. Yes. And, of course, so, yeah, apparently after she had left, she went back to him, Mm -hmm. uh, Kirk Douglas, and uh, they made amends, so to speak. I guess she maybe gave him back the 40K. She tries to, maybe, she tries to tell Jeff, as soon as she gets Jeff alone, she tries to tell him, I still love you, I've always loved you, I had to come back, I didn't have anywhere to go, we would have always had to be running, we would have always had to run. And he was like, did you tell him about us? And she's like, I, I did, yes. And she, he's like, did you tell him about the murder? And she's like, no, I didn't. Mm. Which is a lie, because she totally did. And so what ends up happening is... He he basically has a makeup job. He has Jeff go and get like some uh, he's tax get papers. He's tax papers. Because he could owe like like hundreds of thousands of a dollars a million because he has a million in taxes. this is a 1947 mm-hmm. money and which is an insane amount of money yeah. to owe in your taxes but yeah so he wants he wants him to get these because because the lawyer who helped him get out of having to pay it is apparently blackmailing him yeah so he's like you got to get these papers so this man doesn't have anything on me but it's a fucking setup and they're all in on it. Kathy's in on it. The lawyer's secretary is in on it. The lawyer's not. The lawyer is like the innocent one in this. And who mm. even knows if he's the person who actually did anything bad? Yeah. Or or maybe he wasn't. Or even if he was bl- blackmailing him or not. And so they do this whole thing where Jeff ends up at this guy's apartment because he's supposed to be staking it out so he can go back later and get the papers. Yeah, yeah. But he ends up meeting like the lady who works for the guy who's trying to get the papers from and her name is like meta meta mm-hmm. interesting name it is an interesting name another classic noir movie hottie mm-hmm. like d- oh definitely. dark hair and apparently she had red hair oh really because he called her redhead later oh interesting i know i was like whoa that's she must have been like a deep dark like, red mm-hmm, like a, like an auburn yeah yeah um yeah she was gorgeous so, all these women she was the most beautiful though and it's hard to like we can't you know we're we're not as we're maybe not quite as clever as the writers of this movie because the way the dialogue is written it's is like, like it's very snappy like the noir but it's like perfect it is like perfect. it is it is the best version of that stereotype yes and as soon as it was over we were talking about it nowadays people try to do that 
It's, and it fucking falls flat most of the time. It's in, Yeah, I understand. I think there's like, you know, there's a lot of modern filmmakers inspired by noir mm-hmm. and they definitely want to incorporate those. And that's how you get the neo-noir stuff. And Michael Mann's got his own piece of that, right? That we've been discussing mm-hmm. this month. But, uh, but yeah, I guess when you see people in a fedora and like talking snappy, like your brain is you do accept it more like yeah. uh, like a modern classic noir like LA Confidential. Yeah. No one's batting an eye at I mean that's a good movie anyway yeah. so no one's going to bat an eye at that. But you think about it back then conversation was an art. You behaved a certain <laughs> way, you spoke a certain way. You wanted to like make an impression on someone very quickly if you're interested. Like what was so what was so cool about this was like the flirting scenes mm-hmm. were so easy. That's why you believe they care about each other because they clicked in like right away and it didn't feel put on. It's a smooth ass movie. It's so fucking smooth. He's like, I've been sitting in this bar for two nights because she told him where to go and he was like waiting for her. He's like, I've been here three hours tonight. And she basically is like, well worth the wait. So cool. I hate to go on too much of an aside. What is that freaking movie? I know you were thinking of it when you're talking about how they try to do modern noir stuff, but we watched it. I feel bad. I'm forgetting his name. He's the kid from Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, it's um. I feel so bad for forgetting the Looper guy's first movie. He's so it's mu- called like Brick. Brick, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like teenage noir, but like in the 2000s. It was painful. I will say that movie not that good, but kind of interesting. It was interesting, but some of those conversations were painful. There was a bit of a tryhard. If you just watch 90s movies and classic noir, there were you some make good performances movie. in that film. Sure. I think it's worth watching, but it is odd. Probably like a 2.75, but we'll get back to that yeah. another time. The guy, so he goes back. So basically, what happens is they've gone to this lawyer's uh, place for him to scope it out he's meeting the secretary there they're supposed to leave so the secretary is like we gotta go now like he was just supposed to pick her up to know where the place was yeah yeah. and he's like kind of chatting with the guy she leaves the room and he hints to the guy he's like listen why am i here she's not my cousin you know like it's this whole thing yeah he's he's very earnest who are you and who's trying to get you like he just kind of puts a few ideas in the dude's head without spelling it out very clearly but also jeff bailey knows that something Fishy because he knows something's here. fishy. It's almost like he's trying to like bait this guy to see if he picks up on it. But, yeah. But he realizes this guy is basically a patsy too. Yeah, he's not really in on it. And so when he's leaving, he drops the woman off. She gets out of the cab, but then he sees her like with a thing of papers leaving mm-hmm. the guy's apartment later because he has gone back. And so he like tells his like he's got a driver friend who lives in San Francisco because he's gone back there because he knows San Francisco. That's where this is happening. And he's like, go follow her. Meet me at dude's apartment. So he goes into that guy's apartment and he's already dead. Yeah, he's dead. Which he Jeff kind of, is like, they're which, not going to fucking get me. He hides the body. He kind of, ex- he kind of, it, you could tell that it's in the Rolodex in his brain that he could be walking on a dead body. He could be walking he on a, a dead body. He had an expectation of something. I think the ideal would be the guy's still alive. He mm. tells him what's up and he gets, you know what I mean? Like whatever. But yeah, the guy was dead. So he hid him because he was like, if there's no body, they can't say I did this because he yeah. knows they're going to pin it on him. And so. Do we, st- we don't know where he put that body, yeah, do we? Do. I can't remember. He locked him in a closet in that house. Oh, well, he it seems like, like it seemed like you could just find it. I pretty know. Easy, you then. just go in there and sniff around. So. Like, 
But yeah, because there were like multiple offices. He locked him in like an empty office that was kind of like being redone or something. So they're so they're trying to might not look there first. They're trying to set him up for a frame job, and it's not working out because they cannot find the body. This is the crazy part, though. He goes to the secretary's house. The secretary's not there, but guess who is there? Kathy. What? Kathy's there having a good old time with some people in the living room. Who the fuck knows who she's hanging with? And she calls the apartment building and is like you need to go check on mr lawyer because he's not answering the phone pretending to be the secretary the guy goes and checks the room and is like there's no one in there so she immediately calls joe who is kirk douglas's henchman and says what the fuck is the body and joe's like i don't know i killed him but then somewhere in between that jeff comes out of the shadows and catches kathy in the room and is like what's up what's up what's up you trying what's to happening? find a body you trying to get in on a frame up here and he goes what is it? What is it? And she's like, they've got me. They made me sign an affidavit saying that you killed the guy, the XPI yeah. former partner, and it's also in the safe. So, like, we need to, like, get that to clear you, but they made me sign that, and if I don't help them they'll pin it on me and i'll go to jail it's just a bunch of rigged up it's a bunch of rigged up eyewitnesses this is way before dna right so like if you if you got like six people to say you did something and they got like a body to look at then you could fucking get locked up for a long time i mean i bet it happened like all the time oh yeah oh yeah so anyway basically she says to him I still love you. I still love you. Do you believe she loved him? I think that when at near the end, she says something to him that I think is actually true, where she says, neither of us are any good for anyone else. And I One think that is what she believes. Movie, yeah. I think that's what she believes. I think she does love him. I also think that she thinks no one else could possibly love her. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But they've been through so much that she doesn't want to let go of him. Yeah. It, it feels almost like almost like an addictive behavior the way because I, I, I feel like she does really care about him. She does. But she can't not her impulse for self-preservation. She maybe isn't a long-term thinker, but the, her, mm-hmm. her impulse to just turn and preserve her own well-being in that moment is just like a, like an addictive substance for her. She also feels as though she can control him because at the end, too, she tries to be like, I'm the boss. Yeah. And he's potentially, in her entire life, the first guy that's treated her well. When they yeah. were in Acapulco, he treated her so well. And apparently Kirk Douglas used to push her around. Sure. You don't know what other kind we of guy she was with before in this that. Movie, yeah. He does smack her at one point. Then what happens is he mails off the papers and he goes into hiding. And Kathy and Joe and Kirk Douglas are like, what are we going to do? But for some reason, Kathy thinks she's in charge. And so see, she sends Joe to go find Jeff. And what ends up happening is they somehow also connect with the boy, the deaf boy. And so he leads them, leads Joe back to where Jeff is hiding. Mm -hmm. And it's this whole weird setup where, like, it looks like an accident. But you know that, like, the boy knows what's up because the boy, like, leads him to where the boy's fishing. And Jeff is across the The boy baited him. He did. Jeff is across the river, and he sees Joe, like, ready to shoot, and what does he do? And the the kid whips up his fishing pole, wraps it around Joe's arm, yanks him off the cliff, he crashes on the rocks and dies. 
dead. And then all of a sudden, Jeff's like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, did they follow you? And he's like, yeah. And that kid's like, no big deal, man. Yeah, that kid would do I've, anything for I've Jeff. done this about five times, actually. I've I mean, I've, I've uh, fish hooked people off of cliffs he seems a few times. He's pretty expert at it. Yeah, he kind of just, he kind of <laughs> just, he, he fucking Batman that shit. He just straight up Batmaned it. So Joe's dead, and so he's like, I know where they are because the kid says they're in Tahoe. Mm. And so he goes and he does like a clandestine meeting with his girlfriend, the blonde, and he tells her, I'm no good for you, whatever. And she's like, I love you, but what I need you, are you going to see this woman again? Yeah. Because he's like, I don't have any feelings for this woman. And she's like, are you going to see her? And he's like, one like more time woman? tonight. Do you like me? Are we in a polyamorous relationship? <laughs> Am I going to hook I mean, up with my high school sweetheart? she seen that woman yet. That's high school. Uh, she, if she saw that woman. She'd be threatened, right? Or excited. If you're talking about poly, I mean, yeah, you know, I maybe mean, we have a threesome. Movies are gay. Movies are gay. Uh, so she says, I need you to look at her eyes and her look in your eyes. And I need you to know there's no love there because if there is, then this isn't going to work. Right. Like, but if there's no love, then come back to me. Basically. Mm. She wants to marry this guy. Regardless, he's told her all this shit. His name is not even his name. His name is Jeff Markham, not mm. Jeff Bailey. Like, nothing was real. And he kept saying he wanted to tell her, but he never could figure out how, duh, until he was like, his hand was forced, and then he had to tell her, like, right. how do you have a good moment of, like, listen, I need to tell you about my real shady past and the possible murder that could get blamed on me. Honestly, I, I would have left it in the past, too. Mm -hmm. But it just, sometimes when you it leave it up. in the past, it comes out of the past. Out of the past. Starring... <laughs> Robert Mitchum and Jane Greer. Well, so so then he goes to the house and, you know, his whole leverage this entire time has been that he has these papers. Yeah. And that's because Kirk Douglas needs these papers. Yeah. He gets to the house and finds Kirk Douglas dead. Ooh. And Kathy has obviously killed him. Mm -hmm. And now Kathy knows that Joe is also dead. And Kathy's like, there's nothing... He's gone. The papers don't matter. You and I need to take the fuck off. And this is within this conversation. They talk a lot before they actually decide to leave. Mm -hmm. They've got a pack. There's different things happening. If they go back into... This is what's so crazy. He'll say he doesn't love her. And you believe him when he says he doesn't love her. Yeah. But then when he's in front of her, they fall you back can't. in. There's this point where he's like, pack a bag. And he goes, put in some stuff for me. And she goes, I did already. Yeah. Like they're all, you know, like she's already like, this was her whole plan. And so this is in the conversation where two amazing lines are said. She says to him at one point, you know, she's talking about, she's going to be the boss. And this is, um, you know, he says, do you really want to do this? Whatever. And she says, neither one of us are good for anybody else. Oh, she goes, forget about her. Yeah. He didn't even tell her there was a girl, but she's like, forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. None of us are good. Neither of us are good for anyone I mean, else. He's forgotten about it before. He's forgotten about it. Well, he didn't. Yeah. Meh, you know. Meh. So um, he didn't have that girl before the first story. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is that she says, but the gist is basically like you go with me or I kill you. And he's like, build my gallows high, baby. Yeah. yeah. Which is the name of the book that this is based on. They didn't say baby on the book, though. And they should have yeah. been build my gallows high, baby. When Robert Mitchum said that line, yeah, I don't know, man. I think it was like the way he was standing and he was being so fucking charming, but he was just like, he's pretty hunky. Build my gallows high, baby. He's pretty hunky. Listen, I didn't feel it maybe until that moment. 
because he was a fucking douchebag that I wasn't going to be attracted to in The Night Hunter, right? Right. It's hard and to then, love that guy. In this movie, but like, Jeff I get Bailey. that he's... I mean, I get you that like he's Jeff charming, Bailey. but I actually don't think that Robert Mitchum is that, like, naturally attractive. And I'm not really, like, attracted to him at all. And also... I don't know what they were doing to his body, but they had him in pants that literally like a family could have lived inside of these pants. Like they were like a tent. It was insane. But so, I don't know. I just, I'm not attracted to him. Now that that moment, I was like. Now that you've seen Robert Mitchum movies and you're mm -hmm. like, I know who that is. Mm -hmm. Does he look like Tai Chi from New Japan Pro Wrestling? I'm looking at a photo of him right now and he does. Tai Chi kind of looks like the Japanese from New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's a wrestler. Yeah. He looks like the Japanese Robert Mitchell. And this is when you show them next to each other. Yeah, maybe he conceived Tai Chi on a trip to Japan in the 70s. That would totally be possible. Was he in any Japanese films? I think he was in some shit with some Yakuza shit in the 70s, I think. Look, uh, we don't know, but. Okay, so then (laughs) they decide they're going to leave, and for some reason she looks like a nun. He makes a call. We see him reach for the phone when she's getting all this ready. And they start to go down the street like they're they're going to escape. And then they see a police blockade. And these police are going hard. And you know what's funny is that the mobster dudes, they're all dead now. But they put out the word that Jeff had killed these people. Oh, yeah. So he, it had put him on it. Because they didn't know where he was. They and were trying he, to get him out. And the thing about Kirk Douglas being dead is he can't clear him for the blackmailing of the thing. Right. So when he's calling, you think he's just calling on her. He's also accepting what's going to happen to him as well. As, yeah, as far as we know, he's not clear to those murders. So it kind of makes sense why they're coming out like full fucking guns blazing right. these cops because they think they got like a couple of people who got bodies on them. And they're I, like Bonnie and Clyde or some shit. I actually forgot that before Kirk Douglas is killed, there's that whole scene where he basically is like, Kathy, fuck you. You're going to prison. And so we see cops like... That's why she killed him. He's looking... Yeah, he's trying to stop her. She's pulling out a gun. And he's like, no, it's it's over. And she shoots him in the gut. He falls out. He He's dead. You know, that Code Era movie stuff where it's like... Mm-hmm. You, there, there's limitations. There's reasons they did that because they couldn't show certain things in certain yeah, ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. But sometimes, like, it's kind of cool how they do it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You kind of can find some genius within limitations like that. But, but yeah, so they, like, this cop, like, opens up a Tommy gun and, like, yeah. kills her. And that's it. They're dead. And we get to the funeral service and the kid, the deaf kid who helps them out, his consigliari his right-hand man, his hand of the gas station king, uh, Jeff Bailey. He, uh, what, what is the last moment of this movie? So he's across the street from the church, just like sitting at the gas station. The girlfriend and her old sweetheart that they grew up together are walking down the street, and he basically is talking about how the town is so nice and aren't they, isn't she so glad they're now going to be together? And she just stops and she's like, I cannot do this with you. Yeah. And she leaves him. She's like, no, I'm not going to be with you either. It's like he assumed like, oh, the guy you loved is dead. So like, here I am. And yeah, it was yeah. fucking gross. Hey, sorry about that dead guy. I got yeah. my dick. Well, cause like she was, my I mean, dick? I wonder in that moment if she's basically like, okay, I could use a friend right now, mm. but then he immediately goes to like, he's out of the picture. So, you want to fuck? And she's Dick? like, get the fuck away from me. So she goes over to the to the. You kid. know you're real sad and you want some sad dick. She knows the kid can read lips. 
And she goes over to the kid and she sits down next to him and she's like, I just need to know one thing because you knew him better than I did. Was he going away with her? Mm. And we know he wasn't because we know he called the police and we know that regardless, he would have rather spent his life in jail than gone away with that woman and not gone back to his girl. And so, or took whatever other consequences, but the boy says shakes his head yes he was gonna go away with her and to in help that her moment move on. exactly in that moment he he gave her a way to put it in the past yeah it, it, it was do you, it was out, do you see what i did yeah because it was it came out of the past out of the past put it back and that kid with no words put it all back into place fun fact about that kid he could read lips mm-hmm and he could also read pussy lips. Now we hunt movies, and this this classic, this classic. Uh, well, he's not. He's old now, if he's still with us. We'll say he was nineteen. I'm gonna have this one through five. You're gonna have it one through five combined for best out of ten. Oh, I've not even thought about this. Why would you? If you only do a show uh, multiple times throughout the week, where you do it, where you write it, why would you? I haven't had a lot of time to just sit and think about this movie today. You're thinking about backsplashes and wallpaper. That's what you're thinking about. <laughs> My mind is preoccupied with house things right now. That is true. Mm. I really loved this. I knew not a single thing about it. And that is my favorite way to watch a movie. I actually now prefer not even to see a preview anymore. If mm. it's just something that I know we're going to watch for this or... Something that has either someone I like or is directed by someone I like or written by someone I like. Just don't even tell me. I just want to go see it. You wouldn't even see a preview for this without Will Bidgood's homemade trailer. Thank you again, Will. I will watch this trailer later. Out of the past. Where there's a Will, there's a homemade uh, trailer. This movie was really good. I am going to give this movie a 4.25. I'm going to give it a 4 point this movie's up my alley mm-hmm. and by alley i mean my asshole um i don't know if i'd change anything in in some ways it just feels like such a simple common trope like all the noirs you want it just feels like a noir where that that it, it seems like something that seems common for the time but it's just so smooth hmm. so special everyone's fucking great in it Robert Mitchum is fucking solid. Jane Greer's a fucking evil dime. I love how fucking bad she is. Yeah. I loved how good he was, how yeah. honest he was, but she was just so fucking bad. What is- and you could tell that, like, there's just, like, she couldn't help it. Like, she was born that way. Come on now. She's like Jessica Rabbit. But Jessica Rabbit was actually good. That's true. Kathy was not. Kathy was not good. You spoke about how. They didn't show the blood when, like, you know, they don't show. But did you notice that? So the whole thing was when Kathy left Kirk Douglas, she shot at him four times. She hit him once, but he didn't die. They did actually have a bandage on his chest, and I'm pretty sure there was a blood splotch. But you, they just, it was not on his skin. It wasn't like coming out. All these rules were weird. Like there was ways around them, but like, like any code, it's just like. You're not sure. It just seems ridiculous, but, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, once we get into the 60s and 70s, we're watching people just die horrible deaths in movies anyway, so. I think he's summed up 
completely by what Kirk Douglas says about him at the beginning because he's like, why are you even hiring me to go find this girl? And he's like, there's a lot of smart guys and a few honest ones, and you are both. Yeah. I think you just talked me into a higher rating. Well, I'm a 4.75. I'm going to go 4.5. All right. 9.25. Mm-hmm. So... That, that's the top of A's, right? Yeah, it's, uh, yes, it is the number one A-tier movie. Right above what? Uh, Cold War. So here we go. Uh, I gotta start, oh, I gotta, okay, I'm bad at this. Hold on. Where the one is, you just hit enter and that'll be a two and then you can type next to the one. Uh. Oh my god, Robert. Uh, uh. If I were to show you what I'm saying, you would truly be like, how do I not know how to do this? I got two ones now, okay? Babe, can I? No. Ah, you're making you, me crazy. I know. That's the whole point. Out of the Past <laughs> by a uh, uh, French guy. I forget his name. Fuck. Tournier. Jacques Tournier. 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 It's my probably butt. your. It's probably, you know, like E-U-R. Tournier. 1947 i think uh this is a 9.25 so we got our number one a tier movie and i'll fix it later <laughs> i'll fix it later all right so yeah and uh it barely misses the s tier but we've had some great s tiers and i don't know you get over a nine it's still excellent. It's all good, baby. Watch it. Just watch it. Uh, check the show notes for more links and information on where to find us. Death to all traders. Death to all traders. You want a lift, babe? Well, I really have an art. There are cute little packets to be out walking alone at night. You're kind of cute yourself to be walking alone any night. That does it. It was meeting her somewhere, like in the first times. There was still that something about her that got me. A kind of magic or whatever it was. Well, I held her and we could laugh. Because we were together again. We'd played it smart and forgotten nothing. Forgotten nothing except one thing. <laughs>